Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to our wrestling podcast. So, without further ado, the following podcast is scheduled for one fall, and today's topic, overhyped and failed gimmicks part three. There's a lot of people yeah, right jack, like, so. I have my lucky jack, triple jack. I was like, oh, fuck's cause stepping it up. And then he was like, coffee. I'm like, and caffeine. He's fucking going to die. And then you were just like, no, it's, I mean, it's not alcoholic. Like that's it's totally just coffee. Time. It's a, mm-hmm. well, you know, right. maybe it was Hogan, Hogan's right, brew coffee. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that would be fun. <clears throat> well, guys, Did moving on to dick brew coffee. <laughs> Hogan's dick brew coffee. All right. All right. All right. Welcome to the OWP. This is our wrestling podcast. This is Dave along with Jess. I guess. Yeah, and cuz. Hey, good to be back, guys. All right, it's about fucking time. Get your shit together. <laughs> Bringing you our perspective on the world of professional wrestling. No inside sources, no ties to the industry, just stories from the diehards sharing opinions with you. And now on to our topic today, overhyped and failed gimmicks part Three guys, it's gonna be fun today. We got some good stuff for you. Uh, we are gonna do it a little bit differently. We're kind of flying by the seat of our pants, so but uh, I'm kind of looking forward to that. So, you guys have anything you want to say about any uh, prior recordings that we've done so far, or the overhyped and failed gimmicks that we've done in the past? Because they're a lot of fun, at least to me. I think you they're, can they're hilarious. you can go ahead and say that I fucked up this episode because I <laughs> we group text and I. I said that I would do the research on this topic to take something off Dave's plate. And then apparently when I texted that, I meant to text just kidding, but I never hit send on that. So uh, they thought that I was doing the research. So before the microphones went live, I asked Dave, what, so what order are we going to do the uh, uh, overhyped and failed gimmicks? Like what, what's the order you have? And Dave's like, well, I thought you were going to do that. And I was like, no, no. And then they were both were like, yeah. And I was like, oh, fuck. I did. <laughs> so, um, so everyone can go fuck off because at gotta, this point, what am I gonna say? Gotta, uh, you know what? I, you fucked up, chance. You fucked it'll up. it'll still be. <laughs> I, I feel like it'll still be good. It'll still it'll still work out. I think we got some good ones here. We got some good topics. Uh, why don't we start on? And, and you know, cause are you feeling better now? You know, you're not overwhelmed. Yeah, you're not snoozy, you know, I, got, baby. I got I got my little uh, triple jack, uh, lucky jack, cold brew coffee right here. I'm ready to roll. Uh, you know, Trip, wait, what the fuck are you drinking right now? It's called Lucky Jack Triple Jack Cold Brew Coffee. It sounds so like I'm double, assuming there's double there's was, Jack Daniels. Double plus I mean, I wish that I could go with Jack Daniels, that, that'd be pretty good, actually. No, that sounds wait, way better. The, what, what the fuck? There's no Jack Daniels in it, honestly. No, it's it's just a cold brew coffee. What the fuck? Like, that's a ridiculous. Like, Jack Daniels should sue that company. <laughs> it's let's Jack go totally misleading. Like, like, right now, when you're like, I have a lot of people. There's a lot of people. Yeah, right now you're like, I have my lucky jack triple jack. I was like, oh fuck's cause stepping it up. And then he was like, coffee. I'm like, and caffeine. He's fucking gonna die. And then you were just like, no, it's. I mean, it's not alcoholic. Like that's it's totally just coffee. Time. It's a nah. well, you know, right. maybe it was Hogan Hogan's all right, brew all coffee. Right. <laughs> yeah, over that. Day. That would be fine. <clears throat> well, guys, Did moving on to dick brew coffee. <laughs> Hogan's dick brew coffee. All right, all right, all right. But how would he make it? From like, his balls, he, that's brother. hot. I guess it'd be creamer. I guess it'd be more Hogan's dick creamer fucking for your coffee. Yeah, yeah. 
Root emoji. Because we had a dip. I know that his his penis. Stop. No, it's rumored his penis is. His penis is rumored to be as big as a beer can, but like it would get hot if you had to dip it in every fucking batch. That's that's pretty. That's hot. I'm just thinking of penises at this point. You got yeah, that came out, you uh, that, you have that came out so wrong. Yeah. Anywho, any anywho, um, we're, we're gonna move on to the first one. The great thing about this topic, guys, is there's no shortage of gimmicks that just are terrible and they suck. Uh, but let's, let's move on to the first one. Uh, Jess, I really believe when we started looking at these uh, five minutes ago, I was like, wow, these are really fun. <laughs> these are kind of funny. You forget about some of them. And then some, maybe you didn't even know about them, right? Let's get into the first one. We're going to talk about a wrestler named Paul diamond. For those of you that don't know who Paul diamond is, he had a pretty decent stint in WWF. Uh, those of you that are wondering who the hell Cato was in the Orient Express back in ninth, uh, what was it? I around uh, 1990. Um, yeah. So Saito basically took a position in 91. Um, yeah. 91. Sorry. And uh, wasn't going to wrestle with the Orient Express anymore. Like, well, who was going to wrestle? Well, how about this guy, Paul Diamond? Um, Paul Diamond was also uh, Paul Diamond was also part of the AWA in its dying years, too. Of course. Yeah. He had a little bit of a skip before that. And they're like, but uh, Paul Diamond's not Asian. So they're like, well, put a mask on him and make him. Yeah. But ironically, his partner in the mm-hmm. AWA was um, uh, Tanaka. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. which was part of the Orient, Orient Express originally was Sato and Tanaka, and then Sato left, and then Tanaka stayed, and then they got Kato under the mask, which yeah. was Paul Diamond. So the tag team kind of reunited, but nobody really knew it. And I mean, honestly, at the end of the day, Vince just loves those uh, tag team. Oh fuck! And I forgot, no one gives a shit on top of that. So anyway, Aww. go ahead. But you know, but Sorry. but Vince loves those tag teams that are kind of like. Um, of those other foreign countries that could be heel work, and he did not want to or get Or putting a mask on someone and being like, and bada bing, bada boom, you're Asian. Yep, yeah, well, that's, that sounds like Vince McMahon to me. So, <laughs> but the funny thing is, we're not here to talk about Kato. Where's the American actually, guy? That was actually fairly <laughs> successful on the heel run, right? We're here to talk about the gimmick of Max Moon. From 92 to 93, <laughs> Diamond actually wore the, <laughs> the gimmick of Max Moon, which. Uh, actually was short for Maximilian Moon, right? He and, and if another funny little side story on that, Diamond wasn't originally I, guess. I mean intended, like what? intended to play Max <laughs> Moon. This Did you guys shit know gimmick this? they actually thought <laughs> for this shit gimmick they actually were like, we need a full name and we need a like a shortened name. Because that's how cool it's gonna be. Are you fucking right. joking me right now? Yeah, it's really bad. If Max Moon the- is short for Maximilian Moon, pal. Really? Like you're yeah. kind of putting the cart before the horse, aren't you, Vince? I mean we don't even know yeah. if it's gonna work yet. Ha! Of yeah. course it's gonna work. We gotta have the backstory. But anyway, he wasn't even intended to play Max Moon. A little uh, person by the name of uh, in the Conan. future, we're gonna, <laughs> in the future, we're going to be talking to each other like, "How many times did Max win the world title?" Oh, you mean Maximilian? Oh, of course. What other Max am I talking about? Like, no. Like, what the fuck are they doing? Like, they totally thought this gimmick out backwards. Anyway, go ahead. And, I, and okay. I and I swear that was a real conversation that Vince probably had with Bruce Pritchard in the back. So and that's anyways. how he laughs. So, but the gimmick was actually created for Conan, but Conan uh, left after a backstage disagreement. You know what that backstage disagreement was? Yeah, the this fucking, fucking Max Moon gimmick, bro. It's like, yeah. <laughs> no way home. Yeah, he's like, 
He looked at it. And he's like, "Oh no, I'm gonna." I'm so gonna go. yeah, Conan. Conan was legitly at, <laughs> by that point already. Conan was a big star in Mexico. He was selling yeah, out yeah. arenas and going into going into territories in promotion and revitalizing like AAA and CMLL and all that stuff. So he was, and he was a soap opera star, legitly in Mexico. He actually was on a high rated soap opera, and people loved him. Oh, Women goodness. humped the shit. Oh, he had Mexican like sweeties everywhere. Like so, but in everyone's mind when they're a pro wrestler, this. Is legit. If I'm going to go to the states, making it in the states is working for the WWF. So he gets the shot, right? And he's like, "Fuck yeah!" Like I already, I got all the uh, you know little girls here in Mexico. Like I'm going to go to the United Minus. States and get in, get famous in Hollywood and all that stuff. And I'm going to be a big star there. So he fucking gets here, and Vince is like, "I got an idea. You're going to be Max Moon, and you're going to be kind of like an alienish astronaut, and you're going to wear this ridiculous like." Stay puff marshmallow man, blue suit, and and you're gonna wear like a huge like like a metal armor to the ring like you're a robot. And <laughs> and you know, I know we've said things about Conan in the past, but this is the fucking smartest decision he's ever made, which is like, uh, you can go fuck yourself. I'm not doing that. He withstood for this shit for like a month of TV tapings. Well, well, and Jess, the thing about how, uh, how do you how do you know? Gosh, he could have made it great. It was incredible. I mean, let's look. Let's look. Let's look at this costume. I mean, let's. let's are you talk shitting? About are you shitting on Conan right now? It's for fantastic. It was a, no, no, no. Conan could have made this work. Let's talk about this suit. That was so right elaborate now. and amazing. As a kid, we're talking as about as a kid. And it's not even cool as a kid. <laughs> when I was a kid, I was a I was so, kiddish. So the suit itself that that Conan said fuck off I mean, on was, was two. a very elaborate powder blue bodysuit. With markings that were supposed to look like a circuit board, and and white protruding rings around the arms to make them look um, outlandish, I guess is the word, right? So it was so bad that Conan said, "Yeah, uh, fuck, fuck off, I'm out." And the reason why, the only reason why Diamond got this gimmick is because he was the only one that could fit into the suit that they, this elaborate outfit with like wrist devices that shot out fireworks. Because would you agree that in 1992 their target audience were kids? Would you agree with that? I mean, I liked a lot of the characters when I was a kid, so sure. I'm asking a yes or no question. I'm not asking a politic like question. Yes. So okay. So the answer is yes. The answer is yes. So you said to a kid, "This is cool." No, <laughs> if no, they're no, target no. demo. When I was a kid, is what I'm saying. So okay, if it's just you, then I accept that answer. <laughs> Because no, I think God. you were the only one. Because if it, if it was really cool for kids, then it would have caught on because WWE was to, like you know promoting the kids in '92. But it 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 went down the drain faster than when I have to take when I have to take a two part shit in the morning. Like <laughs> I will flush the first one immediately because I'm like, oh fuck, round two is coming. This flush faster than that. Yeah, and I don't even know. And and it's not even because Conan like left it. Like <laughs> honestly, like Conan yeah, knew that the I shit was, was I was done. teasing you. I'm sorry. No, I know you were, but I mean, like, he just like, he, yeah, he was like, wait a minute. Like, I'm, this isn't, this is the American dream. Like, he gets to America and he thinks like this is going to be a big deal. Like, oh, yeah. You like, just can't let first, this one go. No, because like, I, I will actually side with him on this. And I can't believe I'm saying it. Like, I would have done the same thing. It was super smart. So he had all that shit in Mexico going for him. And then he comes here. He's like, oh, yeah, you know, I've made it in the WWF. And here we go. And then Vince is like, I'm going to want you to, I'm, you're literally going to sleep in shit and walk around and 
and shit. Okay, like, uh, no. So he literally, after the first couple TV tapings, the, the thing with this suit is when Paul Diamond started to do the character, he just walked out in the actual suit that he would wrestle in. But sure. when Conan first started doing it, he was in the wrestling suit, but then they put a different, like an, another suit on him to make him look like a robot. So it was probably made out of plastic, but it was supposed to look like metal. And he was going to walk down to the ring like he was like a robot. Take the fight. It took about an hour to take the suit off. And so he takes the suit off and he wrestles and then whatever. So Conan said like this suit was stored in LA. So no matter where Conan flew from to fly into the tapings, whatever, whatever city they were taping in, he had to meet the, the suit would ship separately from LA. So he, he would have to meet the suit somewhere. Like it's a long lost friend and then pick it up and then take it to the taping and lug this bullshit around until it was ready to go back in storage in LA. So Conan's yeah. like, I, well, I have all this shit going in Mexico. I'm just going to not show up. And he literally stopped showing up after like a month. He stopped showing up to taping, just stop yeah. showing up. Didn't call, and quit just stopped showing up yeah and they fired him didn't say this sucked didn't leave a note nothing he just no call no show bro that's it so and then that's where you know we get paul diamond steps we in. get paul diamond into it because he can actually fit into this monstrosity of a suit so the, <laughs> and, are you uh, saying that's it he what? got the job because he could fit it in the suit yeah that's right. Was he even the size of Conan? I don't even like. Maybe they've never they've never stood next to each look other. Kato, Kato was pretty thick, bro. I mean, yeah, back then, Kato, I mean, he had a gut compared to Conan. Conan looked in great shape. Yeah, Conan was like he was like a kind of a shorter guy, not like short, but you know what I mean. Like he wasn't very tall, but Conan was like you know why he was fucking built. Yeah, he was mm-hmm. built right here. He looked he he looked pretty buff back then. But this guy was six foot two, two hundred and forty pounds. Paul Damon. Yeah, yeah, he's so, a big guy. Yeah, he's a big yeah. guy too. So. And I hate to say it, the only person who looks worse in the story right now, the only person who looks worse worse in the story is Terry Taylor. You know why? (laughs) Because who does Max Moon get the build up against? Fucking Terry Taylor. Yeah. Diamond. But he was, he was like scary Terry. He gets to wrestle and defeat Terry Taylor in a series of house show matches during the rest of the night. It was after the Red Rooster. It had to have been. Yeah, it was way after the Red Rooster. Yeah. Does it matter? Well, Terry Taylor's I mean, yeah. getting shit on by to, Max Moon. I just think that's hilarious. I, to I Terry Taylor fans, it matters. It's yeah, Terry Taylor, the man you shit on, apparently. So all and, ten of uh, them. And otherwise, his biggest victories I'm were against Rick Martel, the Repo Man, but they were both by disqualification. He never really got those guys clean. And then on December seventh, ninety two, he uh, was in an episode of Primetime Wrestling. He teamed up with Owen Hart and Coco Beware with High Energy. That was terrible. But I don't care. Um, I still laugh when I hear that 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 playback of Coco Beware talking about high energy. I mean, this shit's hilarious. Um, who do they fight? Who do they face? Uh, the Beverly Brothers and the Genius. <laughs> oh shit! Did they lose? They lost. Yeah, Genius, Genius. Yeah, mm-hmm. they lost. Throwing out frisbees and shit. No, uh, let's see. Uh, they won. They won the match. Moon actually pinned the Genius, bro. Whoa! Yes. Wow. Yeah. He was fucking on his way then. And Macho Man was pissed, bro. Randy was really but, upset. You brother. don't pin my brother, brother. Yeah, he was pissed off. That's why he ended right there. Yeah. So. Yep. so Max Moon, because of the bookers, committed career suicide because he pinned the genius. And Macho Man was like, not going to fly. Yeah, not going to have it, brother. Wow. So that's, a, it, that's a, the mm-hmm. fr- it's breaking news on this podcast. There wow. you go. Yeah, that's that's how it happened. Yeah, I, I, I talked to Savage about it directly last year. Yeah. That's anyway. A, wow. <clears throat> yeah, that's terrible. Max Moon yeah, wrestled and lost an Intercontinental Championship match to former tag team partner, longtime rival Shawn Michaels on the very first Monday Night Raw, by the way. And um, the loss to Michaels. He did? 
He did. Max Lord was on the first, first Monday Night Raw. What the fuck is happening here right now? How do I not remember that? <laughs> I don't know. But you remember how bad the, the Raw, the first Raw was. I mean, just in general, that little, that little freaking. It really was. Like the first studio. year of Raw was fucking trash, but yeah. everybody remembers it. But people loved it. You know, it was like, oh, wow, we're watching yeah. wrestling at night and night. How cool is that, right? Wasn't the main event Damien Demento and The Undertaker? Probably, maybe. I don't know. I could look it up. So. Jesus, it did not go <clears throat> up. It went all downhill <clears throat> from that. I remember seeing it Max really did. a lot when I was a kid. Yeah. And, and then Max he got to, pinned uh, by Shawn Michaels. He pinned him. No, no, no. Uh, Michaels beat him. Yeah. Sorry. Wow. Oh, could you yeah, imagine? Super kick? Mm-hmm. It was the other way around. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh. What yeah. the hell was that? Well, no, he actually won. At that point, <laughs> I didn't remember. He goes, I actually won the IC title. I'm like, I don't even fucking remember any of that. <laughs> He's all, Actually, he was a heavyweight champion for a year. Oh, oh fuck. What? When? He beat Hogan. Yeah, he pinned him right in the middle of the ring. That's it. Yeah, Mania 8. You're right. You're right. With his, with his, own, with his own leg drop finisher. Yeah. So. Uh, this begins that's, just, the, that's unrealistic. This begins the downtrodden of Max Why you Moon. Do that? He begins losing to mid carters like Skinner. He appeared on one pay per view only in the thirty man elimination <laughs> match at the ninety three Rumble. He was in the ring less than two minutes, and then in late February of same year, his contract was expired and it was never renewed. Wait, time the fuck out. He was in the Royal Rumble ninety three. No, not the not the Royal Rumble. He was in the well. It says the thirty man elimination match. I guess that is the Rumble. That's Royal Rumble in ninety three. That's what it says. What the fuck? How do I not remember Max Moon in the Royal Rumble? He was in the ring less than two minutes. Go look it up. That's what it says. That's what what we're looking at. Yeah, that's the research, buddy. I don't remember him making it to any pay-per-views at all. That was the only only pay-per-view he appeared on. He made an event at WrestleMania that year. He won the Royal Rumble and pinned Hogan. Oh, my God. That's true. Beat me, Moon, brother. Yep. So, and that's, that's really the, not only the end of Max Moon, it's also the end of Diamond in the WWF at that time. By the That's way. That's a shame. Before we moved on to ECW. I mean, <laughs> I can't even comment on that. That's just way too much overload. But that, I mean, I guess. Fuck. Wow. I guess so. His WWE career ended with Max Moon. That's, I mean, okay. Max yeah. Moon just shit the bed and he's like, ah, I'm out of here. I, I love how they're like, um, yeah, Conan didn't want this. So we're going to give it to you. Oh, since it sucks, uh, we're also not going to renew your contract. Have a nice day. Yeah. Like what, what happened to my Cato mask? Uh, we, nobody knows. Oh, OK. Bye. Like, and that's it. Yeah. Like the guy had talent. You couldn't find something for him. I find that just very interesting because when no, he was pal. working in there with Orient Express, he was working. I mean, he, he did a good job. And he was a big guy. You know, Vince like big guys and he could get around in there. I don't know. It just seems yeah. weird. Like it wasn't that they had a plethora of talent in freaking what ninety ninety two, like what did they really have? I don't know. I wanted I Conan. I always wanted Conan. He never and he never got him, did he? He never did. He got those house shows. No, Hogan. Hogan. There was a Shit. famous story of Bruce Pritchard actually after WCW I think collapsed or maybe right yeah. before. Conan it was after the radicals. Him, right? Bruce Pritchard told it on his podcast yeah. where Conan called him and he said, "Hey, it's K Dog." And Bruce didn't really know who that was, which I think is a lie. And he was just like, he's, I knew him just as, you know, like Conan, you know, the Mexican store Conan. And he called and he's like, hey, man, hey, Bruce, it's K-Dog. And he's like, I don't know what a K-Dog is. Uh, Send your tape to this address or whatever and give me a call. Like, yeah, and that's what he basically did. He treated him like (laughs) Bruce Pritchard knew exactly what he was fucking doing. The thing is, is they didn't want to fucking hire Conan, which I don't blame them. So I was going to say, the best I, move they ever made. I don't know why Bruce can't just say that and be like, you know what? We just didn't want him. There's no way Bruce didn't know who K-Dog was because Conan, I'll admit, when he was part of the Wolfpack, people knew who he was. He was getting you know, pops. You know, he why, was, you know why he made up that story? Because he didn't want to get balled out on his own podcast like Conan likes to do to people. 
I just heard you saying things, dog, and I didn't like it. Yeah, that's like before it. Conan did his podcast, though. Conan, you like, can come who, on my podcast any fucking time, dick face. Yeah. Like, who cares? Like, just say, yeah, you know what? And I'll like, say it right to your didn't fucking want face. I hate I, you. I played I a joke a on him. Like, I knew who he was, and he called, and we obviously hired everybody else under the sun that worked with him, <laughs> and we didn't hire him. So that means we don't fucking want you. Like, I don't know why you can't say that. Anyway, I don't yeah. know. I, I say, I don't fucking want him either. But he's welcome to yeah, come I mean, on. And, I, he's welcome to come on and fucking try to, you know. Talk shit. Yeah, I, I would not want him in my promotion to do a sloppy somersault into a clothesline. That's just oh, something oh, I don't worst want. Worst move yeah, ever. Oh, it's so gross. And his, oh. shit, and his shit slop wrestling that he did. Like, I, why, yeah. I wouldn't want that either. So I don't know why. I, I love I love how we had a <laughs> setup on Maximum and Paul Diamond and it turned into a Conan Ray. He was a Conan's connect. This is this is a legit <laughs> conversation. He was connected to this fucking character. It's, yeah, it's true. It's just we went off on a major Conan tangent because we just hate him so much. That's the one thing we shit. agree on wholeheartedly is we hate that hate piece him. of shit. Oh, look out. Carefully, you missed the dinky. I beg your pardon? Uh, something. Oh. There we go. As you've been a cradle, two and no. So very, very close. When does Max show his moves, man? Uh, well, uh, I, he just did, I, I think, in a matter of speaking. Ooh. Max Moon, look at that. Come on, kick. We hate that piece of shit. That was a whole He's a shit wrestler. Anywho, <laughs> we're going to move on. <laughs> we're going to move on to another. Um, it's, it's definitely not original. Max Moon was definitely original. This is more of a ripoff, right? <clears throat> we're going to talk about right now. Uh, this gentleman trained under Killer Kowalski at the Power Plant 92 before he got into WCW. And then we had this major uproar of excitement with Hulk Hogan and, you know, Savage and feuding with Flair and Vader. And leading up to that, Hogan keeps talking about the ultimate surprise. So when you guys hear the ultimate surprise, who's coming? Who do you think is coming? Um, I, Andre the Giant. Oh, no, you're wrong. The ultimate warrior, oh, right? Goldberg. Yeah. Oh, Goldberg. Okay. Goldberg. Was, was he, I even Goldberg, was, was he Goldberg born yet? Was, oh, Goldberg he was, was born. a baby. So anyway... Three years you know, you're thinking, oh, here we go. Days. The ultimate surprise. You know, we got the silhouette of a man with long hair and tassels oh, on his arms. And, uh, of course, we're like, oh, okay, cool. But instead, on March 19th at Uncensored, we get, um, we basically get the fucking Renegade, bro. We get the Renegade, who is also known as Richard Wilson, right? Uh, <laughs> What's yeah. his name? What? Richard Wilson. So you definitely got to change that name, huh? You can't wrestle as Richard Wilson, can you? That just I, sounds, maybe. sounds like my next door neighbor or something. I don't know. But anyway, that's a better gimmick. That right there is a better gimmick than the fucking Renegade. Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. My neighbor, Richard Wilson. Hey, guys. Yeah. That'd be awesome. The fucking I'm a good wrestler. Like, yeah. Hey, guys, I just want to do good. And I just want to wave to you in the morning when you go to work and I'm watering my lawn and you're wondering, <sighs> what the fuck does that guy do for a living? And yeah. all that stuff. I just want that. But instead, Hulk is was jealous of the warrior and never fucking getting the, to beat him after WrestleMania six. So Hulk's like, it's it, it's a, just so fucking stupid. Yeah, like Hulk Hogan. It's also, what I'm, what I'm, I'm going to create a warrior. And I'm Hogan gonna was him. so stupid. And when Bischoff tries to defend Hulk and some of this stuff, I'm like, just fucking like, give it up. Like we all have videotape, right? We all can go back and see this fucking abortion. That was uh-huh. the renegade. And, and not only that, the abortion that was fucking, Uncensored 95, which is arguably one of WCW's worst, not even arguably, who can argue with me? It's one of their worst pay-per-views ever was Uncensored 95. It was a total fucking dumpster fire. 
And like the whole like three weeks to a month leading up, like it would be like Hulk and Savage cutting a promo. And it was basically it was Hulk and Savage versus Vader and Flair. Am I right? Yes, that's right. No, no. It was Hulk. It was Hulk against Vader in a strap match. That's what it was. Oh, I'm sorry. But what I have here is um, Hulk and Savage were in the main event feud with Flair and Vader. And that's when he kept you're right. And Hogan was scheduled to face Vader in a strap match in the main event. Yeah. And he kept hyping the ultimate not, surprise. Not only did the main event end with Hulk beating Flair. What? Flair wasn't in the match, you say, Jess? You're fucking right. Like, it was Hulk versus Vader for the WCW title in a strap match. And instead of Vader didn't want to lose to Hulk and Hulk didn't want to lose to Vader. So they ended up somehow having Flair interfere in the match and Hulk strapped the strap to him to Flair at one point and tagged all four corners and beat Flair to beat Vader in the main event of Uncensored. So as much as I want to defend Hulk and as much as I am a Hulkamaniac, what the flying fuck were they thinking? Even even just like I know Hulk had a big contract and he had creative control and all that. But nobody said, look, there's got to be something else we could do. Anything else we could do except for that ending that you just proposed to us right now. There's got to be anything. I mean, anything like anything. Like uh, Flair could start masturbating live in the middle of the oh. ring. And I would have been like, okay, over what j- I told you just happened. I would have literally favored that. I'd be like, you know what? Eh, it's kind of weak, but these okay. Are, Flair wants to- well, just, these are the times, honestly, where you wish you had a VKM. You wish you had a Vince and be like, no, this is what we're doing. You're going out on your back. Yeah. Fuck off. It's my promotion. You don't have that here. Not, that was the biggest problem with WCW forever. Nobody wanted to lose and no Booker had a fucking Dave, backbone. It's so- a big leap from that from missing i guess you're right but like the missing link like it's such a it's like a grand canyon of difference yeah. between oh they could like wrestlers, wrestlers could take the biggest it's not, the, it's not yeah. like just hulk made the wrong choice like i'm gonna beat vader clean and then that happened then i would be like god you know vince was there vince might have said you know what hey vader needs to beat you here because that's gonna get heat in the next pay-per-view we could rematch we can make some money off it maybe i could understand that but like the, the far leap of they're talking to each other and they're like, well, Terry has all the creative contract. Terry, what uh, what do you think? And he's like, okay, brother. Um, <sighs> I don't want to lose. Brother. And Vader's like, I don't want to lose either. And then Hulk's like, okay, Rick will lose. And then Bischoff's going to be like, oh, okay, so it'll be a triangle match then. No, it's no. going to be me versus Vader. Okay, well, I mean, how's Flair going to fucking make, like, it's going to be, we're going to DQ in a strap match? That's kind of weak. No, no. I'm going to put the straps on Flair's wrist and I'm going to tag four corners and win the match that way. What? Wait. And nobody yeah. said, like, look, seriously, we're not fucking doing that. Nobody said that. Come on. You know, I mean, because it's WCW, bro. Yeah. We want to make the money. Like make I, the monies. I don't understand. Like, I'm a Hulk fan, but like, Jesus, not, not, not this way. Like, no, hey, my, Jess, no. You know how stupid that is, right? You know, it sounds even stupider. Because Wilson under the ring name Renegade was billed by Hogan as, quote, the man that's going to bring Hulkamania into the 21st century. I've ever met in my life. You know, this is not the ultimate warrior, Ric Flair. This is not a surprise that I just conjured up out of nowhere, brother. This is the ultimate swerve for you, Mr. Flair and Vader, and for all my Hulkamaniacs. 
you know, there's a hundred. Of course. Of course. So, yeah. And so, so, so yeah, happen. leading all the promos leading up to the match was like, it was Hulk and Jimmy Hart cutting the promo. And then like, there was like, you know, fog, like falling behind them. And you just saw the silhouette, like a shadow of a guy with tassels on and long arms. And Hulk kept saying like, we have the ultimate surprise. We have the ultimate whatever. And he kept using that word. So people are actually thinking like, oh shit, like they're going to get the ultimate warrior. Like, you know, fuck, they're going to get the yeah, ultimate deal, warrior man. in WCW. That would have been decent, a decent deal, more than a decent deal back then. And so I, I don't know. I didn't research deep enough, apparently, obviously, for my admission at the beginning of the show. It's all good. Um, I can't remember if they approached the warrior about it. And warrior said, I want like all this money. And he asked for like this ridiculous amount of money. And they said, no, fuck it. Or if they didn't, I can't remember. I For some odd reason, I remember an interview, and it might have been with the Warrior, where Warrior's like, no, they never, ever approached me about that, ever. So they yeah, just made they, it up. They, they talked to him later, and he appears later. We're going to talk about that briefly. Too, yeah, so. well, years later, but I mean, during the Monday Night Wars. But I mean, like, so I, th- I, if I remember correctly, Warrior himself said they never asked me to be the Renegade slash Warrior character. They just went on TV and just teased me. Oh, like, I got it right here. Like, I see it. Well, here you go. I found it. So basically, we'll get into it real quick. But ultimately, it was the ultimate disappointment, right? So after that debut, the Renegade acquired Jimmy Hart as his manager for whatever fucking reason why. I guess because Hogan's with him. And well, yeah, he defeated several heels in the process. He won the TV title from Arn Anderson. He won the television title from Arn Anderson. Yeah, that's where we're going. He, he defeats Arn Anderson on oh. June 18th of 95. For the world television title. I'm with you. I'm with you, bro. It's bullshit. You know, no one should be Arn Anderson ever, by the way. So at the Great American Bash, his first and only championship, right? So they put a title on him to see what happens. He also defeated Mr. Wonderful at Bash at the Beach. That Uh, match is so fucking great. Let me tell you why. Because you can see Orndorff and so first and we're kind of steering off the the Renegade was awful. He was an awful worker as well. Richard White, what was his name? Richard Johnson, what was his fucking name? Doesn't matter. Richard Wilson. Richard Wilson. Yeah. Like he he was not ready Wilson! in his defense. Oh. He was not ready. I don't know how Hulk chose. He looks like the warrior brother. Let's put the pain on him. Like it was really That's that fucking up. stupid. And like and just I don't. It, they misled you thinking the warrior was going to be it. Uh, like uh, and actually, if you go back. If you go back and watch on Censor 95, when they play his music at the end of the match, wow. people go nuts in that arena because they legitimately it think the just Warriors. like the Warriors music. Yeah. Well, and he runs out and people are still cheering because <laughs> they don't really know it's not him because he runs out so fast. But then by the end of the run in, they're like, oh, this fucking guy. Like you tell people were like, who the fuck is this jackass? Like, yeah, yeah it was so bad. And, and they tried so hard. People, people were like, oh, maybe it's the Warriors just out of shape, blah, blah, blah. But then a few oh. months later. Warrior not even a few in, months later, five yeah, minutes later, the, Dave. Jesus he, he Christ. Appears, he appears in, uh, no, no, I'm saying he appears in wrestling magazines. Mm. So let me get it out before you fucking say it's wrong. And Dave, he wrong. the belief that Wilson was actually him. And as a result of that, the momentum of Renegade, if you can have any, was basically halted at that point. And he I'm lost telling the you, it was, done, it was done two minutes later. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it was. I, I don't know if it ever started, to be honest with you. But he lost, he lost the world Correct. television title to Diamond Dallas Page. At Fall Brawl in September. And then he lost to Orndor for the main event. And, you know, like less than two minutes, he's getting squashed. He lost to Kevin Sullivan. <laughs> and then Jimmy Hart turns go, on Renegade before. I, go back and watch the Bash of the Beach 95 match against uh, uh, Renegade against Orndorf. You could tell Orndorf gets so fucking frustrated in there because this guy's just so it's not Renegade's fault. Right. He was thrown into this and he's going to what, what are you going to say? No. 
What, what what money would they have thrown at him? I'm gonna lowball it and say they gave him 150 a year. 150 sure. a year for a sure. nobody in '95, right? Like, isn't that good money? It is, right? Like, so I, I'm. It was probably even like 200 grand a year, maybe, or some stupid shit like that. Like, and he's fresh out of the power plant. How would you not take that money? So I don't blame him, but he just was not ready. And he fucking like Orndorff is like they're out in the sun on the beach in Bash the Beach '95 because it, it was Eric. Like that failed, and then Bischoff still wanted to do Sturgis like the next year, which is fucking yeah. mind boggling to me. But it, not just for like financial reasons, but just because it's fucking outside and it's dumb. It's not even a wrestling setting. It's not like an outdoor stadium. It was actually on the fucking beach. So if you threw them off, which which renegade threw Orndorff off the mats onto the sand and Orndorf got pissed because you sand sticks to fucking wrestlers who put baby oil on. Right. Yep. So Orndorff gets in all pissed off and you see him fucking stiff the Renegade a lot in that match and Renegade wasn't going along. So Renegade, I think, I don't know if Renegade pinned him or won by DQ, but afterwards Orndorff fucking pulled him back in the ring and pile drove him. And you could tell that Renegade was trying to resist and he pile drove him anyway. And the crowd actually went fucking bonkers, like, because they're just like, God, this guy sucks. I, I felt bad for Renegade, but at the same time, I'm like, God, like they mm-hmm. literally fed him to the the wolves pretty much like the wrestling wolves, like the veterans who were like, this guy fucking sucks. I'm going to stiff him. Like it sucked. It it sucked for renegade, but like, God, this gimmick was fucking awful. I mean, from 96, 98, he was basically put as a jobber going forward. He lost to Luger. He, uh, he returned and he had no face paint anymore. He was replaced with trunks and armbands. Um, you know, he teamed up with Joe Gomez and the rock and roll express. They lost to the four horsemen. Just just getting tossed. Just getting tossed. Yeah. Right. Um, he was in the World War Three Battle Royal, but we all, we all know the Giant wins that one, right? Oh, I thought um, Renegade won that one. Yeah, he 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 Fuck. was close. He was close. Wow. He was in there for like two minutes. Okay, probably. I'm so, learning a lot of shit. Yeah, he remained uh, a jobber, competing sporadically on Nitro, Thunder, Saturday Night, and then he had a five month hiatus. He just kind of left and came back, and he came back and lost to uh, Super Calo, and then um, still utilized as a jobber for the rest of the 97, 98 years. And it was used for a stunt double for the actual Ultimate Warrior during his 98 WCW run. So <clears throat> he wrestled his final match uh, on a December episode of Nitro. He lost to Wrath, and then he was released. And the very, very sad thing, he was so depressed about his release, and nobody was um, wanting to pick him up. He actually shot himself in the head on February 23rd, 1999. He's 33 right. That music means old. it's time for Tough stuff, man. I mean, like you said, Jess, they pulled him up too quick and they they treated him like a rag doll and thought he was shooting the stratosphere based off the warrior gimmick. It's just all bad ideas. I mean, I hate to say it. If if I was in charge of that stuff and had quote unquote creative control, I would feel pretty guilty about this situation. I don't know if anybody else does, but Well, well, I mean, did he leave a note that said he killed himself because of this? I, I would kill myself because of this, to be he, honest. He, but I mean, he, killed, he killed himself because, yeah, because he got released. And honestly, he was released because he had a shitty gimmick. I mean, who knows? I mean, and at the same time, Jess, you could also you could also argue that he never worked on his craft and he was just going to ride this out. You know, anybody that was decent, like, you know, everyone gets bad gimmicks. But if you can work in there, they'll find something for you. I mean, Owen Hart had some had some rough bouts, but Owen Hart always found a way to make it work. Right. Stone Cold had some rough shit. Like they paired him with the blondes because they just didn't know what the fucking do with those guys. I, you I mean, don't even need to go to the top shelf on that. Like you like 
uh, Terry Taylor got handed a shit hand, right? Like and, and still fine. But he, but he, he, but he lasted a long time, and he got picked up. He by found several, a way to by several places. Found, yeah. What the fuck? I think a sheep died. Um, yeah. I, but he found a way to make a living in pro wrestling. Like, <laughs> yeah, like I mean, I'm not making light of anybody who killed himself, kills himself, because I don't, I don't understand no. that. I mean, it's easy to get mad and be like, well, whatever. If you want to kill yourself, good go. But I mean, like, it, I, I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know what, what severe depression means or whatever. But at the same time, like. I guess. I mean, I, I think he would have killed. He would have. He would have killed himself no matter what. Like, but at the same time, like, yeah, it. This did not help him. Like, it was just a yeah. shit gimmick from the beginning. And Hulk's a dumb shit for even trying it. Like, just being stupid. Like, it was just all bad from the beginning. Poor Hogan poor renegade. Yeah. He did. Hulk's a murderer. He's a goddamn murderer at this point. Oh, brother, means I created a monster. <laughs> just job him out, brother, and. Chop him out, brother, and God brother. willing, he'll kill himself, brother. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> and like this, this will this will never release now, brother, brother, oh, brother. I hate the I hate the n words, brother. <laughs> like <laughs> this is all remaining in the archives forever. That's oh, brother, Still I'm gonna sleep my best friend's wife. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> all right, shit. all right. Oh so, man. <laughs> Let's Let's keep, keep it rolling here. We're going to talk about Par- paraplegics deserve it, brother. They had it coming. <laughs> <laughs> he said all this stuff, Dave. Don't get mad at me. Yo, like, I, I'm I got, the whole fan. For you guys giggling for no reason and coughing into the mic is not something that people want to fucking listen to. Yeah, I'm just telling you. Wait, that. who did that? Was that cuz? Um, <laughs> was that cuz yeah. I agree with you Dave what the fuck cuz let me make Hogan terrible jokes on my own without you coughing oh that Hulk. so ridiculous brother, brother. oh brother yeah. I don't want my daughter dating an n-word brother oh, yeah. like what the fuck what's wrong with him yeah, what I, the fuck is wrong with him I don't know what's that? Let's, or maybe let's more importantly what's kids. wrong with me for him being my childhood hero what the fuck is wrong with me yeah you have you have issues. Oh, brother. <laughs> yeah. Like every he covers all so, the bases. He just fucking strokes all the bases. You guys ready? You guys ready to move on to the next one? Or are you just no, brother? No, brother. I'm just curious. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> I swear, like, cuz is tapping a mustard packet for five minutes. I don't know what he's doing. It's crazy that you hear that. I'm being so quiet and slow with that. It's You're not at all. That's ridiculous. You're, that's yeah, the a lie. slower that's you are, the louder it is, bro. It's like trying to sneak into the house and doing, you know. What are you opening? What is that? It's a little Mexican candy. He's got a Werther's original. It's got Conan on it. His <laughs> picture on it. He's got, got candy Max from Moon. His, can, Conan candy from his candy. candy. He's like, Jesus Christ. right on the microphone and shit. All right, let's move it on forward. So we got a guy that we all kind of adore. We got, I think we respect this man. And he's a man's man, by the way. <laughs> but we're talking about William Regal. But we're not talking about William Regal in whole. We're talking about William Regal on his initial appearance into the World Wrestling Federation. This is 1998. And he actually comes in on June 29th of said year on an episode of Raw is War. He defeats uh, Droz. Is it Droz or Draws? What is that? What is that? Draws. Draws. It's via draws. submission the with a regal stretch. But here's the thing. It's Leading up to all this, we have Regal coming in as the man's man. He's the man's man. Right? All these vignettes. I'm sure Jess is going to go off on these. Um, but we have to tell you, you know, a little bit of the back stuff. I mean, you know, Regal, Regal had a tough go, man. His his bio is quite impressive, incredible. 
scary. I don't know how he's still alive, to be honest with you, <laughs> when you hear about what happened to this guy and what he did to himself for years and years. But in spite of all that, he still has a very illustrious career and definitely a Hall of Fame career. Um, he He's one of the best grapplers you could think of. He's got a different style, different from everyone else, because he's more of that uh, that uh, European style, if you will. I guess they, they kind of call it catch. You know, is it catch wrestling, that kind of thing, right? Um, <clears throat> and But when he gets to WWE, he's, he's a men's man, right? And he was – it's interesting because – he was suffering from an addiction to renutrient. I'm sure you've heard a lot about this, right? Um, he he gets he twisted his ankle in a match against Rhino. It's like a diet drink. Yeah, it's a diet drink. He aggravated this injury falling in the bathroom, but I think he was on renutrient the whole time. Uh, and he breaks his ankle and his leg because he shifts in that bathroom the wrong way. It's so weird. Um, and he was on the renutrient the entire time, pain medication and Valium. So he has to get healed, and then he wasn't seen on WWF until he returned that fall. And that's when the man's man builder lumberjack style looking gimmick created by who, who created this gimmick guys. You Vince Russo. Yeah. So, so he We're was signed. On, pal. He was signed and then he got injured instantly, never debuted. And then when he healed, he debuted. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. And that's, okay. and All that, right. and that's based on the image of the brawny man. I always, whenever I heard the man's man, I always thought of, yeah, Trojan he had like a lumberjack like he that? had a lumberjack flannel <laughs> on. He had like jean shorts on. He was like he's chopping all wood. the vignettes. He was like chopping wood. So he's supposed to be like a real man's man, Hard hat. which is a total opposite. I love how like I love how squeezing your own orange juice makes you a man. But not even that. Like like <laughs> think about the wrestler. You're this is how this is the uh, fucking huge example as to how Vince Russo has fucking no clue as to what pro wrestling is. Right, like. When you bring a wrestler in, you kind of you should watch the style that they wrestle with, you know, their their style and and then be like, OK, this character will fit that. Regal was a super like technical when he first debuted in WCW, which is the first time I saw him and he was TV champion in like 93 in WCW. I thought he was boring as shit because I didn't appreciate really good like. That was a like I love people like Steve Austin in '93 because like they were kind of they were pro wrestling like they would do flashy moves but then they would calm it down with wear it on hold and stuff and they and they the would brawl when needed yeah. yeah Regal was really like grapply and like as TV champion he, he his whole thing in WCW was like he would take people to draws and like the, the you know like a thirty minute draw and that's how he retained his TV title he had more thirty minute draws I think than everybody ever like in the history of wrestling and like so. That was like his thing. So that that was boring as well. Watching a 30 minute match period, especially in WCW in 93 is like, God, please, are you trying to put me to bed? So so like that was like his thing in, in WCW. So I didn't I didn't really appreciate the intricate skills that he had. I didn't really appreciate him until God, like I read his bio and then that year. Remember when he beat Punk in the King of the Ring finals and he was King of the Ring that year? Then I really realized like, God, fucking Regal's really good. Like he's excellent. So it took me a while to really warm up to Regal. So you're so you're Vince Russo and Jim Ross, who's head of talent relations at the time, is like, we're going to bring it. My God, we're going to bring in Steven, my God, Regal. And so they bring him in and Russo doesn't watch any tapes of him, because if you watched any tapes of Regal, you would not be like, let's put a man's man gimmick on him. Because when the guy gets in the ring, and he's a man's man. You probably want him to be like a brawler. Right. And he'll he'll beat you with a bear hug. I mean, that's boring as shit. What I'm saying right now. But I mean, like that, what, that's what you would think. Or he's got to do some kind of move that he crushes you with or anything like 
But so you, if you look at Regal's style, and then you're like, we'll bring him in as the man's man, like the brawny paper towel guy. He's going to be like a fucking tough man's man lumberjack. And like, then he gets in the ring, and Regal's like, fucking go behind, waist lock, you know, put, putting his foot in the back of your knee and putting you down on the ground, front and face lock. That's not how a man's man wrestles. So like, from the beginning, it was like, this is not going to work. Like, just when I first saw the vignettes, I was like, that's not Regal. Like, Regal is like... I hate to say it at the time, I was like kind of long form boring ish, like to a certain extent, like that's his he needs 20 minutes uh, to warm up, which Gorilla Monsoon used to make that joke back in the day about Greg Valentine. God, the guy needs like 20 minutes just to get warmed up and then he gets going. That was Regal. Like you needed to watch Regal for like 10 minutes in the ring and then he would finally get going and start like, you know, doing higher impact moves and stuff. You don't put a man's man gimmick on a guy who's like a mat grappler. You know what I mean? Like what the fuck? Like so already from the beginning, this fucking angle was doomed. Just fucking doomed. Yeah. Sorry, Dave. Go ahead. No, no worries. No worries. I mean, then that's really what it was. I mean, and just to kind of straighten out the timeline a little bit, he did actually debut in 98, you know, just as Regal. Um, like on Dark had, Matches, and then, right? And then, he, and then he wrestled against Tiger Ali Singh. Yeah, Dark um, Matches. State. And then, yeah, and then they were like, this motherfucker's out of shape. And then that, that's when they sent him to Dory Funk. And that's when he broke his ankle, like on the last day after he twisted it against Rhino. So, and then um, he was out for a while and then he came back as man's man. Yeah. Kind of thing. Okay. And then, you know, basically he's, you know, he's made his full-time debut in 98. He faced X-Pac and uh, the open round of the tournament for the vacant WWE championship at Survivor Series. It was a double count out because yeah, X-Pac and Regal are not going to win the fucking titles. So just get out of here with that. What? Uh, yeah. Oh, they're so good. Um, they are. Regal then began a few with the Godfather, but he was taken off television soon after. Because uh, he checked into rehab in January of 99, and then he was released by the WWF in April. I love how, like, they got him clean, and they're like, get the fuck out. Yeah. Well, he had, I mean, in all if you read his biography, like, it's actually a really good read. Like, he was yeah. legit, he was fucked up, dude. Like, yeah, he, he was, was really up. fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and that's where basically that gimmick died. I mean, he took over like Bischoff treated him well. He even said in his book that Bischoff like Bischoff didn't want to let him go in like 95, 96, 97. So Bischoff kept trying to bring him back. And like you would Mm. see he he went from wearing the regular like underwear tights to like the singlet like tights because like he was so fat, like in his gut. And like uh, he would go out there and that was when he fucking took Bill Goldberg to task. Um, And like so, yeah, he just like they Bischoff gave him Bischoff loved Regal and uh, and just didn't want to let him go. But like after a while, it just got to a point where Bischoff's like, just fucking I can't like I can't do this anymore. So yeah. he left and then he yeah, went to he, do it. He, was a, he was a fan of Regal style, I think. He really yeah, Bischoff him. loved Regal for whatever reason. Yeah. I, mean, I don't mean that in a rude way, but like at the time, like Bischoff was dealing with so much more shit. Like NWO was getting huge during the Monday Night Wars. It's weird that he kind of like is like, no, I want to keep Regal here. It's, it's I, odd. I think but, he like, probably he probably saw him as somebody you could feed to the NWO or, or feed to Hogan or something. It would have been it would have been. I, good. I think he it's liked Regal forward. and he respected. I think he respected Regal's background too because Regal was like a. It's going to sound funny, but he was a hooker. And not not a prostitute, but like the style of wrestler that he was in England was a hooker, meaning like they would actually get legit regular civilians from the crowd and they had to know how to hook you and pull you in and beat you because they would get legit. They would go to bars and they would just wrestle and then they would get on the mic and be like, is there any fucking real person here that thinks they could come in and do better than me? Like and so you would get these drunk fucking 
legitly like just civilians that would come in the ring and they had to be what they call hookers to beat them. So they knew all these different pressure points and holds and they get all these drunk fat fucks in there and they would just fucking take them down and hook them and like, you know, just fucking squeeze them until they tapped out or whatever. And, you know, like, so he legitly did that. So like, I didn't know that until I read his biography, like how good he was in that sense, like to where Regal's like Regal's a legit fighter. Like he can, if you get in a situation with Regal, he could tie you the fuck up and make sure that you don't cause any damage. Like, yeah, yeah, oh, he, yeah, he's yeah. really he's really a, a fucking lethal guy. You know what, too? Like uh, like you said, how he didn't appreciate him the later. I mean, it's true. I, I laughed at the real man gimmick um, when, you know, when he debuted as that gimmick. But, man, I, I really did appreciate some of the matches like with RVD and Jericho. Those are some good matches, man. Like you, you. No, to, later you for sure. To, yeah, you had to appreciate that. Regardless. Like when he when he got his head straight and he came back and like he was like you know two thousand two thousand one. Yeah, like he was really good. Really good. And then of course he was commissioner with Tajiri and that was really funny. Yeah, and all that stuff. But like I mean like Regal. Then you started really watching Regal, going like God, this guy's footwork in there is like second to none, and like his. Yeah, his grappling and like stuff like that, like it taught people lessons when they wrestled him. They're like, oh, fuck. There's no way someone wrestled Regal and didn't come out of the match going, dude, like you showed me so many different things there. Like, so like, yeah, I mean, unfortunately, I did not appreciate him in 93. I'm not going to lie. And be oh, like, yeah. No, I've been Regal fans no, in WCW. Of course. Yeah, of course. Like he was boring as shit in WCW because that's just the way they booked him. And that's the way yep. it was. But like when he got to WWF and he got over his addiction the first time, he relapsed, like, he relapsed a couple times. But when he got really good in 2000, 2001, 2002. Like, you were just like, God, Regal is actually really good. Like, he's very good in there. like water yeah like randy orton blows like water and now i mean fast forward to today he's he's a mentor and doing a lot of great things um in the back for these, these young guys now so you know no stuff. yeah he's he's a he's a big part he's like the on-air commissioner of nxt but like he's he teaches the guys in the background too and i think that's awesome like i really do mm-hmm. absolutely so you know and like i said we, we love regal we're a fan um and we like what he does for the youngins in the back now and on that note, guys, I think we're going to end it here. As always, you can reach us at Instagram at OWP2019, SoundCloud at Our Wrestling Podcast, YouTube at Our Wrestling Channel, or you could download WrestlePost. It's an app at no charge to you. And join us along with other great podcasts of the day. This is Dave along with Jess and Cuz of yeah. the OWP signing off. Have a good one. Peace. Hey, brother. 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 <laughs>